Welcome to the Broken Sun. Hey there, folks. Before we get started with this session zero, I want to make an important announcement. In order to defray the costs of running a podcast, we have opened up a Patreon. If you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash brokensunrpg. You'll see the link in the show notes. Uh, the main purpose of this is just to handle hosting fees, things like art, website hosting as well, and ideally we would like to start being able to pay for things like transcripts, and if we get to the point where we can upgrade our equipment, so much the better. And hey, you never know, shoot for the sky, maybe we can even get to the point where we have a little money left over to pay all of our players and performers, including myself, for all the work that they're doing here for free. So if you would like to support us for as little as $1 per month, you can go to patreon.com slash and uh, just click become a patron. I'd like to take a minute to thank our first patron, Good King Hadrian. Thank you so much for believing in and supporting our show. And with that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Okay, sorry for the interruption. When we left off, we were talking about friends and rivals. Friends are people that you can go to to get better information. They're more likely to help you out. Rivals are people who will probably still help you, but uh, they'll hold it over your head. And they'll probably show up at the worst possible time to get in your way, like in the middle of a job. So that's part of what a rival is. Like if you roll a complication, one of the things that I could do is, hey, your rival's here. You went to infiltrate that fancy party. Guess who else is infiltrating that fancy party? Todd. Todd. Oh, anyone but Todd. Mm. Just that name. It's Todd. Dang Sorry. that Todd Howard. It's Todd, it's Todd Howard, your nemesis. Specifically the immortal form of Todd Howard, who used all his Bethesda money to be to join the sun. I ported Skyrim to the sun. Dang it, Todd. The sun is actually one of the vaults. Uh, oh my gosh. I ported Skyrim to this calculator. Um, I just want it to be known that Slip's robot body can run Doom. Well, I'd assume so. Can probably run Skyrim, too. Probably. Can house a consciousness. <laughs> okay, so friends and rivals. Augustus, uh, let's go over the contacts that you have on here and then tell me which one's your friend and which one's your rival. Uh, for my friend, I have Ishtar, who is the who took over the cult after I had to uh, leave to pursue my philanthropic ventures. Hmm. Uh, and then the person that I have beef with is uh, General Griefer, who's a total narc. General Griefer. No relation to Grievous. Okay. And who are your other two contacts? Because you still have access to them. They're just not, they're like neutral-ish to you. Uh, we have our, our constant companion, Chris Farley, who deals out of his space van down by the river. Mm -hmm. And then... The Data River. The Data River. And uh, Bender Rodriguez, a bodyguard. Of course. Okay. Who are CD's friend and rival and other contacts? Okay. So we have Sarah D, who's just normal. Um, no one, uh, no one knows their, re or her relationship to CD, uh, just kind of this tired friend, basically tired of, knows about CD's stuff and is just like, <sighs> what does Sarah do? Sarah is also a doctor. A doctor? Or, well, she's in the medical field now, but she is specifically, uh, now that bodies are gone, well, she tends to bodies that still exist all right so she she tends to the bodies of the upper strata exactly okay and who is your rival cd's rival is their admin of the kind of like warehouse c morgue and their name is micah white okay m-i-c-a-h micah yeah okay and she's an admin administrator at your office at, or? like the morgue like 
they're in charge. Okay. Well, I don't know if the word is in charge is right, but like they don't they don't handle the bodies. The CDs in charge of the bodies, but they're like the person who's in charge of like, okay, we have the bodies here, bodies. I need these bodies. They're like they're the body coordinator. Okay, so they're like a quartermaster kind of thing. Logistics, body logistics. Yeah, yeah. They get the bodies to the center, and they get the bodies to the floor. <laughs> the floor on which they're needed. The, yeah. the inner floor. Okay, and sorry, you said Sarah was she, her, and Micah is. I don't know what Micah is. I just picked White because that was the last name of an astronaut, and Micah is the name of some guy I didn't really who teased me in high school. What are Micah's pronouns? Is what I'm asking there. Uh, well, we can go he, they. Okay. Fluctuate. And sorry, Augustus, I did not ask about Ishtar and General Griefer's pronouns. It's all good. I, I think Griefer is he, him, and then Ishtar would be she, her. Okay. And who are your other contacts, CD, your other two? Um, we have V, that is a former, uh, former patient. Yep. And let me we'll check this. And then there is, oh, I didn't think of a name, but they're a drug dealer. <laughs> okay. You can keep the name that's on that list if you want. Uh, I, I was wondering if I could put Empy there, but. Empy is not a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, but not as a drug dealer. Are you and sure? I can't. Empy seemed like they got something on the low happening. A little side, mm. a little side hustle. Okay. Yeah, we can figure out a name for that later, but they are a drug dealer, I guess. Do they deal drugs that only affect like, do they deal sim drugs? Yes, sim drugs. Okay. CD being a medic would not stand for real drugs. Drugs are bad. Okay. 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 Slip, who is your friend and your rival and your other contacts? Do we have only two other contacts or is it three? You have two. You have in total four contacts to start with, I think, unless there were more on your playbook to start with. Oh, I had five. Well, then you've got five. Sick. Okay. So my, my good buddy is Higgins, a filthy scoundrel. Yep. And my rival is Whiskey Tango, a Sun Secret Police. All right. And what are their pronouns? Oh, Whiskey Tango, I do not know. So probably I just use they them. Okay. And uh, Higgins is he him. Thank you. Good. Choose your vice. Fighting the odds of the galaxy is stressful. Each crew member has a way to blow off stress described by their vice. Choose one or two from the list below and write in specific details. For example, you might choose Plezia. Then write rare delicacies from distant planets. Ask your table if you get stuck on what kinds of vice might be fitting with the story uh, of you and your character. The vices they have listed are faith, you're part of a cult, or observe civic ceremonies at regular intervals. Gambling, you crave games of chance or bet on sporting events, etc. Luxury, you seek the high life with expensive, ostentatious displays of wealth. Obligation, you're devoted to a family, cause, organization, charity, or etc. Plezia, you seek hedonistic gratification from lovers, food, drink, drugs, art, etc. Stupor, you dull the senses with drug abuse, excessive drinking, fighting to exhaustion, or so on. And weird, you perform strange experiments, explore the way or sim, and commune with artifacts, and so on. So when you're picking a vice, bear in mind it's a way to blow off steam, but it can also land you in trouble. How much your vice consumes you and how much it drives your character to bad decisions is up to you. But the more it does so, the more experience you'll learn. Discuss this with me. Not every player may want their demons to rear their heads every session. So, Augustus, what is your vice? I think weird. Augustus is a collector. Okay. So they collect strange artifacts? Okay. What is Augustus's favorite artifact that they own? Uh, it's a gauntlet that they haven't figured out how to activate. Okay. Are there any gems on that college by any any happenstance? Any weird stones? Uh, you know what? I don't have it. The stones at the moment, but there's some slots. Uh huh. It's crazy. Mysterious gauntlet. All right, CD. What is your vice? CD's vice is also weird. Uh, and this is more along the line of ritualistic ceremonies for the dead. I okay. I don't want to put religion because it's not a systemized religion right cd is not particularly concerning themselves with whether these are necessarily accurate so much as what feels right i take it exactly it's all just okay what is your vice slip weird because of course it oh would good be. yeah 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 yeah. it's uh messing with the sun simulation and station okay 
So we all have weird, weird children this time. Because we were really normal in season one. So normal. I was a giant rage brute. <laughs> last, oh, no, not the last step. The next step is to record your name, alias, and look. Now, all of your characters have a legal registered identity within the Sun Society. But because you're doing illegal stuff, you also have an alias. Maybe this is a nickname that you've earned, uh, a title that you go by, or just a different name. But what is your character's alias? And their look is, you know, generally their types of appearance. They have options such as man, woman, ambiguous, androgynous, xeno. It's about presentation rather than a statement of identity here. Um, and you can include details for your look, such as a long coat, a hood and a veil, a short cloak, suspenders, intricate rings, still suit, uh, a worn uniform, glittering jewelry, and so on. Now, what's special here is that you basically have two looks because, and we hinted at this in a previous season, but we'll make it clear now, these characters live in a world where their bodies are mechanical with uh, encodings of their brain engrams transferred into them. Uh, so that's not a particularly pleasant way to live, seeing as it dulls sensation, the haptic feedback isn't great, and so on. Uh, it has a lot of long-term negative effects on your mental and emotional well-being. In an attempt to defray this, rather than just making sure everybody has access to a better life, the people in charge of the platform uh, released a, basically, second life. A simulation that feels... Sounds, smells, tastes, seems like the real world you left behind on Earth. You can access this simulation, and in it, you have an avatar, which is whatever you want it to look like. But, again, because they're jerks and they wanted to save on processing, you have to pay to access the simulation. So, if you don't make a lot of money at your job, you can only access the simulation for a few hours a week at most. With the basic subscription level. Uh, that's just enough to stave off the worst effects of being stuck in a tin can as a human brain. Just enough. It's the bare minimum uh, for survival. Um, it's not still not good for your health, but it's uh, they did their calculations, they did their studies. This is exactly as much as you need to survive. And so that's what you get for your basic subscription. Some people can't even afford that, and we may see what that leads to. And the more money you pay for your subscription, the more time you get, basically. And your basic subscription comes with a basic avatar, just a generic look that may or may not look anything like what your human body looked like. And if you want to upgrade it, you have to buy physical items to attach to your mechanical body, which will amiibo style populate your sim avatar with those accessories or changed looks or so on. So if you want your character to get a haircut, you have to pay to get a haircut in the simulation. But that also means you have to have installed in your chassis the option for having hair on your sim. I want to say the basic sim is going to be a very bleak thing like a just decanted clone in the Matrix. It's just like bald, uh, you know, sallow, no muscle tone. Just the most generic thing imaginable. So if you want to upgrade those options, you've got to pay for it. And, and of course, like default clothing, correct? <laughs> like a plain white tee and like... Yeah, it says like, I heart the sun on it. Yeah. The, the city Caucasians is the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at it again with those city Caucasians. Uh, you know how I feel about them. So let's say... <laughs> Ambivalent? Hell boy, don't they wish. <laughs> so Augustus, what does your oh, mechanical body had, look like? I had a question. Okay, what's your question? If your outer body has a thin thing, uh, like your robot body has a thin thin uh, covering of gold, what would you look like in the simulation? What would that add? You would have had to purchase that gold from like a licensed simulation artifacts dealer. Like you would have had to buy the gold cloth amiibo in order for it to do anything in the simulation. Okay, so I'm I'm asking about the guy that. Uh, Oh, he was a bad man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm as, I'm wondering, like, does that mean that they... Oh, he definitely had all the bells and whistles. Like, his avatar would look however he wanted like, it to. Triple I'm S asking, premium. What I'm trying to ask mm -hmm. is, like, did he wear a gold suit as his Probably. Avatar? His avatar was 
probably looked something like uh, Chris Hemsworth in a gold suit. <laughs> you know, like Doug Dimmadon? Just like the Dimsdale Dimmadon? Exactly. His house in The Sim was the Dimsdale Dimmadon, which is legally distinct, of course. Mm. The Dimmadon. I think um, because the software came this way already when they installed it, I think you can, for your avatar, choose basic things like eye and eye color and skin tone, but that's it. Like you can't change your clothes or your height or your size or anything else. So like in Pokemon, like it's just like, here's five different shades. Yeah, of... it's the really basic palette that doesn't cover nearly everyone's identity on the sun. Yeah. All right. So Augustus, let's start with what does your machine look like? Uh, I posted it on Discord, but it looks kind of like if Hella from Ragnarok was just covered in like a very sleek metal. Because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're from a wealthy background, so you could afford cool upgrades and stuff like that. So sleek metallic Hella. Hella T1000. Basically, with a skull face. Of course. All right, cool. And what is the look of your avatar? Gotta pull it up. It's, it's a cute little chibi with a curly white hair and a, and a small lopsided top hat. In uh, mm-hmm. it, what is it? I guess it's like a very like androgynous looking like military uniform, colored mm-hmm. uh, gold and black with a cape, fishnet stockings, high heels, and a red whip. It looks like a there's a gold monocle there too. Is yes. that part of your design? And purple eyes. Okay, so you went all out. You got the fancy avatar upgrades. Yeah, I, I also have the triple deluxe holy bleed package. Of course. Uh, CD, what is your machine's look? Um, it's interesting. CD has kind of you can tell that their original chassis or chassis was a little more uh sleek and better designed, but um they've kind of fallen out of favor over time. So there's been some patch work going on with their robot body. Imagine, if you will, it's a thinner, more humanoid body, or a little bit like um C3PO but not quite as humanoid, but they definitely, uh, and it's a dingy, like metallic silver and what have you, uh, iron gray at this point, but there is oddly enough, some odd accessories such as, uh, a CD that they keep in like a weird, like case as a necklace that Hmm. doesn't necessarily like, translate one-to-one on the in in the virtual world but it's a very slim waisted um think of it as kind of an eye like a capital i shape uh build for the robot where it's very very slim up and down body but the arms kind of come out in an l permanent almost l shape that will move but it's always slightly bent and the hands very uh humanoid five fingers very well kept and the head is a little more um triangular on this robot and uh not even human feet like it has the like treads like a like wall like wally like or uh a tank would have um okay but the one thing about the triangular head is there are ears of a sense like triangular like dog like cat ears but they aren't cat ears they're dog ears technically sticking up so on you got the top pointy of ears triangle yeah and um this translates completely over into the avatar um again it's chibi but it kind of looks a lot like a more androgynous uh if anyone is familiar with like the top of it it's straight anubis from Egyptian mythology. mythology. It's a jackal head with, um, but more chibi-fied eyes and the big ears and like wearing these big earrings and like part part of a head covering and it's really weird. And then it kind of morphs into this more androgynous human body that I would say is not wearing necessarily Egyptian clothing, but definitely clothing that gives off an ancient vibe okay so they've sort of taken elements from this culture and applied it to their avatar yes all right slip what is your look for machine and then avatar so it's like a square squat little box 
and on top or like on the front is a is a screen that used to belong on a vending machine and it would like show emoji faces but it's stuck on the smiley face and it's cracked so it's really zoomed in on one half of the smiley face vertical or horizontal horizontal are you a gonk droid i'm essentially a gonk droid (laughs) it used to it used to have treads and one of the treads snapped and so i have like crab legs on my right side and i have no i have no manipulators that are visible crab robot crab robot crab robot so i guess it comes out kind of like r2d2 style when you need it I had a super tiny arm that I can extend, and that is it. Great. Okay, and what does your avatar look like? It would be just the basic amorphous androgynous blob person, but there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with my brain, and so it's kind of off-looking, and it's gray. Okay, it's entirely gray. Mm -hmm. Kind of featureless. I mean... Not good. I Not good. I I hate it, but it's it's good that you've described it so well. You're welcome. Good. Um... Pronouns. What are Augustus's pronouns? Run with uh, she, them. Okay. Are there any particular circumstances in which she or they would go by one or the other? No, I think they're both fairly interchangeable. Okay. It's a fluid thing. Depends on how they're feeling that day. CD. CD is uh, they slash them for like 95% of the time. Certain people are allowed to use uh, female she slash her pronouns. Uh, at this time, the only people that are allowed to would be. Um, there are boss, Sarah D, and um, MP. Okay. And slips. They, them. Okay. Good stuff. Got an NB squad going. I'm all for it. What is, I think that's all the character stuff. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. We forgot the most important character, arguably. Your ship. So, uh, in Scum and Villainy, as in the uh, types of media that inspire it, the ship is basically a character. Oh my... If you can think of... Yeah? I just realized the best way to... The robot that CD looks the most like. Yeah? Crow T robot. Oh, perfect. I will write that down in my notes. Minus the gold. Maybe you should code in where I say, basically imagine Crow T robot, but with Wally treads. And the head is a little bit more triangular. That's the TLDR version, right? Croti robot with Wally treads. Yeah, I'm trying to doodle them out, but it's hard. Yeah. So the next thing is the ship and crew type. So you don't have a spaceship, your crew, but you do have a vehicle, a sort of rolling headquarters that gets you from place to place. It's a clubhouse. And when I, yeah, it's your clubhouse. When I say rolling, something that we've discussed on the Discord before that I love very much is that it is literally a sphere. It is like a giant ball bearing that rolls around through the layers and strata of the station and like drops down holes to disappear and escape and stuff like that. So it's like, imagine you're in one of those like kids maze games where you have to get the ball bearing from one end to the other. That ball bearing is your ship. And uh, so it can roll around, fall down holes and so on uh, to, to make its way through the station. So we know basically what it looks like. It's a sphere or spheroid, but we have to decide which type of crew you are, which determines the type of ship details and abilities you get. So there are three different types of ship to choose from. The Star Dancer, the Cerberus, and the Fire Fire Drake. I was going to say Fire Break, but no, it's not a firefighting ship. The Star Dancer is for smugglers and blockade runners looking to do odd jobs, small thefts, and find lost items. The Cerberus is extraction specialist looking to find missing people or items and claim bounties. That's what you played during the playtest. And the Fire Drake is rebels and criminals looking to protect the downtrodden and fight the oligarchy. So which type do you want to be? And this sort of affects the type of stories that we can tell in this season as well. Like if you want to be sneaking things around, doing smuggling and small jobs, you want Star Dancer. If you want to be hunting people down and claiming bounties, which I don't think particularly fits well with the tone we've got. You do Cerberus, and the Fire Drake is actively um, resisting oligarchic control, so battling against the systems that exist. So I think it's basically between Star Dancer and Fire Drake, depending which tone you want more. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I didn't want to do Cerberus again, and that was my only real huge preference. So what do you think? Star Dancer for me. 
Ditto. You okay with that, uh, Keekers? I'm fine. With the sassy AI on board. What do you call this ship? This roving headquarters? What's the name of it? A roving Bastion. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Rolling probable cause. Rolling probable cause. Yeah, I like probable cause. I really the do. The heart of gold. Sorry. Bad uh, movie yeah, reference. Yeah, probable cause. Probable cause. Heart of gold. That was more a joke. I am not particular. I like probable cause. I think okay. that I think that fits our mo. That was easy. Pretty well. All right. Wait, probable wait. Cause. I... One more idea. Yep. High wind. <laughs> you need to um, tell you what. Why don't you go look for Riku somewhere else? <laughs> got him. That's a got him. I'm gonna high five myself. <laughs> the sad thing is, like, I don't even think of that one as a high wind. I always think of the airship in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that's my favorite high wind. Love that ship. All right, so you've got the probable cause, your big rolling ship. Choose a reputation. Ambitious, brutal, daring, honorable, professional, savvy, strange, or subtle. Strange? <laughs> yeah, strange. Yeah. That seems fair. So the strange weirdness. Okay. So you're known for doing, for taking on strange jobs and completing them in strange ways, basically. That's us. Okay. Each ship starts with several pre-selected ship systems that reflect its focus. The start answer starts with a bigger hull to help carry cargo, both legal and illegal. You choose two additional ship systems to improve. Your choices are between engines, hull, comms, and weapons. So you've got currently one in engines and two in hull, zero in comms, and zero in weapons. The maximum weapons you can get on this ship are two. I'd like to have weapons on this ship. After season one, I want weapons on this ship. We can't flick. The sun away, like, <laughs> like a big naughty booger. I mean, you could try. So you want to put one into your weapons? I'm and what's the other one? Uh, yeah, fake transponder? Comms? Okay, so the comms uh, would give you access to the option to upgrade to a uh, fake transponder, yeah. Yeah, I'd like one in comms. Yeah, comms seems useful. Okay. So then you've got two hull and one in engines, weapons, and comms. Uh, after you decide what you want to improve... I'll tell you about a faction that helped you get those improvements. They did you a favor. How did your crew respond? Uh, we haven't set up factions yet, so uh, da, 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 da. maybe we can come back to that. I have one right here on my paper, though. Yeah, we're going to get to the factions and stuff that you want to include. I should have done that before we did the ship, but we've already started on the ship. So let's uh, leave that for now. But the options are you pay them off, which is you give them one cred. In exchange for a job well done, no strings attached or nothing owed. I don't think you have any cred. They did. They had two. So your options are basically owe them one, promise them you'll return the favor down the line when they ask and gain plus one status with them, and stiff them. No need to pay a faction that doesn't demand payment up front. Take minus one faction. Uh, minus one status with that faction. So for your weapons... Uh, do you want to owe the faction that upgraded your weapons or stiff the faction that upgraded your weapons? The faction that upgraded your weapons will be under the criminal umbrella, just so that you're aware. Oh, the lots of them. My union. You okay? Yeah, I don't mind. Okay, so we'll say that you owe them one. And for your comms, the group that upgraded that will be under the corporate umbrella. So do you want to owe them one or stiff them? We'll owe them two. I'd... I would like to stiff them, but I also... Negative rep with a corporation sounds rough. Yeah, it would be with one of the many corporations here in the sun. I mean, if you want to stiff them, do it. Yeah, we're going to stiff we'll them just... if that's cool with everybody. Yeah, we'll just help somebody else like buy them out of business, I guess. Yeah, okay. with all your money, Augustus. <laughs> all my charity monies. All right. That you're gonna so for... Donate. Go ahead. So for the weapons, you owe them one. For the comms, you stiff them. Choose a special ability. Choose one of the special abilities listed on your ship. If you can't pick one, go for the first one. So the options here are the getaway. You gain potency when you scramble or helm to avoid capture or run a blockade. When doing a delivery job, take plus one dice to the engagement roll. Cargo I. Your crew gains plus one cred for smuggling or delivery jobs. Whenever you gather info, you can always ask, what is most valuable here? Field repairs. You gain potency when repairing your ship while in space or while on the go. Uh, if you spend a gambit on a rig roll, you gain plus two dice instead of plus one die. Leverage. Your crew knows how to pull strings and cash in favors. When you lay low, instead of rolling, you can take minus one status with a faction at helpful, plus one or better. 
to reduce your wanted level by one and set your heat to zero in a system. The system here will be strati, strata. Um, just passing through, during payoff, take minus one heat. When your heat is four or less, you get plus one die to deceive people when you pass yourselves off as ordinary citizens and you still have two downtime activities, even if you're at war at negative three with any faction, as they have trouble locating you. Home cooking. Your whole crew gains the home cooking as a vice. Right after a job, you may spend one cred and a downtime activity to cook for everyone, allowing the whole crew present to make a vice roll. If everyone overindulges, a fight erupts, and everyone gains one stress after the vice roll. This requires a galley module. Or problem solvers. Each crew member may add one action rating to helm, rig, or scramble, up to a maximum of three. And you can you can always upgrade to more of these. I'm sorry. I had I'm sorry to interrupt, but when you said the king, the first thing I imagined was us cooking crystal meth, and I'm like, oh, so we have to sell the crystal, and then I'm like, oh no, that's not what it was. Definitely just a meal. However, I'm certain that this current party is very capable of concocting illegal substances. Yeah, I mean, we have a doctor. Yeah, although you have stated that CD is against such things. Oh, I know. Morally opposed, some might say. Now, the start answer does start off with the gallery upgrade already. Or galley, not gallery. The galley upgrade already. Oh, sick. I would suggest... So if you want to start with home cooking, you can go with that. Otherwise, problem solvers might be handy. Yeah, problem solvers, I would think. I think... I'll... Or the getaway. I like the getaway, but I also like having more pips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... Okay, so we want to start... Go ahead. I don't care. That's all I was going to say. I don't care either way. Velvet, you're going to go with problem solvers. Velvet, do you want to roll a d6, or are you good with problem solvers? I'm more than okay with problem solvers. All right. Awesome. I'll take that off on your ship sheet there. So you can add one action rating to helm, rig, or scramble up to a maximum of three. After that, uh, what are you adding your action rating to, Augustus? I think I misclicked. Uh, What does rig do again? Rig is for rigging, like jury rigging, fixing stuff, machinery, that kind of thing. It's like engineering mechanic stuff. I think I'll do rig. Okay. Um, CD? doing thing again okay we'll come back no i'm good so it was rig scramble or helm 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 is to drive things yeah i don't know if cd wants to helm or to drive it or not i don't see them as a driver so i think i'm gonna put scramble okay and how about you slip uh scramble i like running away yep that makes sense All right, assign upgrades. In addition to the upgrades each ship comes with, and for you, that's the galley and the insight training room. You as a group get to add two additional upgrades. So you might uh, pick the Cerberus' stun weapons upgrade and also the auxiliary armory if you want lots of weapons and you're on the Cerberus. Upgrade is a valuable asset or system module that helps the crew in some way, such as an afterburner module or a shuttle. Each ship starts with pre-selected upgrades that are well-suited for that crew, such as the galley for the Star Dancer or the brig for the Cerberus. After you assign your two upgrades, I will tell you about the factions impacted by your choices. And again, we haven't set up all the factions, but I'll give you an umbrella for each one. And you can get more upgrades in the future. We have an insight training room already? Yes. It comes standard on the Star Dancer. <laughs> so your options for upgrades. Uh, you've got your standard crew ship upgrades of false ship papers. Dark hyperspace lane maps, which would be like dark alleyways. Smuggler's rigging. Lucky charm, which is worth two. And thrill seekers worth three, so you can't get that one yet. Uh, There's also the auxiliary, the AI module, the armory, a brig, shields, which would take two. Medical bay, a science bay. For training, insight, prowess, resolve, or personal. Uh, Personal gives you playbook experience when you use it. Ship gear, hollow emitters, intruder alarm, a land rover, power reserves, a shuttle, stasis pods, or vault. And crew gear is an alien pet, uh, which would be probably a mechanical pet. Uh, Ground vehicles, like you could have motorcycles that drop out the sides or something. Uh, Recon drone, survival gear, or a workshop. I vote for AI and workshop, personally. Second. What do you think, Keekers? I like AI. Although I'm very excited at the idea of you having the AI module. Can we name it Schmargle It has a name already. Oh, but I wanted it to be Schmargle Fargle. See, you, you say that... But I'm not hearing you say we can't call it that. <laughs> <laughs> you you can call you can call it Schmargelfargel. I'm just saying it comes with a name. Uh-huh. Why well, wasn't Schmargelfargel one of your contacts? <laughs> I will. Um, still can be. We've got ship contacts to get through. Still, a yeah. space station. No, 
Gnome. It's like an Ugna. <laughs> Just so okay, so listeners, right now I am reclining, like eating this bot. <laughs> Sorry. So are we going with the? Uh, so everyone who wants the AI module, yes, please. And the workshop is the other one. So plasma cutters, a nano assembler, a stock of metals and electrical components, a forge. Anything required to build, modify, or disassemble complex machines, weapons, and tools. Add plus one quality to craft rolls. So perfect, yes. I'm going to switch my scramble to rig, by the way. Okay, so let's pop those in there. AI module. Oh, it's already already got it. Okay, so your AI module is named Terry. Oh boy, I already love this. Like Terry Crew? Yeah, but it's all capitals. T-E-R-R-I. No, no, Y. T-E-R-R-Y. All capital letters. That is your AI module. I think it's time to let the cat out of the bag. We've got Terry Crews as a guest voice actor for kids too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- Terry Crews or like Terry from Reno 911? <laughs> Definitely that, Terry. Okay. And we've got upgrades assigned. And then we choose our favorite contact from the list. We've got Takala, a dock master. So, I mean, there would be vehicle docks within within this area it would be like vehicle bays kind of thing and there are docks because this stuff still has to get shipped around um Aylor, a keen-eared barkeep hayani a tugboat captain i'm not sure why we'd have tugboats so we'll have to change that one no we should call we should call them tugboats it's literally just a dude who has like a, a pickup not a pickup truck a um what are they called triple a has them tow truck tow truck a tow truck it's literally just a tow truck and he's our friend <laughs> It sounds like Snargle Fargle is the tow truck driver then. Yeah. I'm going to grab some names from my list of season two names and uh, I'm going to put them in there. What's wrong with Takala? Or Snargle Fargle. Fargle. <laughs> All right. So the dock master is named Aeol, A E O L, pronounced A O L, who is the dock master. Your keen eared barkeep is named A Track, A Y T R A K. Does A-Track have a sibling named B-Track? No. They have a sibling named Cassette, though. Uh, Hayani. And CD, we already have. (laughs) Let's see. What was the other one that I had here? The Tow Truck Captain. We'll figure out what that means. (laughs) They are the mightiest of unions. (laughs) Your Tow Truck Captain is named Og. O-G-G. Okay. Oh, I I want Og. You get all of them. It's just you pick one who is your uh, favored. Well, you, and let's see. You all know. The diplomat's name is XL, just the capital letters X and L. <laughs> of the New Hampshire XLs. Yep. They invented extra large. They did, actually. Yeah, that's how they <laughs> how they made their fortune. He owns the chain of big and tall stores in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Your reclusive info broker's name is Ruder. Oh, I, I really like that. Yes. I really like that too. I, oh boy, I, I can't decide. Of all of these fun names, I'm, but I guess it makes sense since I named my character CD. I'm gonna roll a d6 to see who I like the most. I can't choose. It's like choosing between my children. So AOL is the dock master. Can help you get things in and out, or help you tell you about things that are moving in and out of the warehouses. A track has got uh, their ear to the ground, and will know you know the scuttlebutt on the streets. Og can tow you, I guess, or tell you about who's getting towed around. I guess you would need tow trucks to, like, drag chassis to um, get repaired and stuff when they break down. XL is a diplomat, so they would have the inside track on what's going on politically, in particular between the corporate and military factions. And Ruder is an reclusive info broker, so that's like your lone gunman type uh, from the X-Files. Or player from the new Carmen Sandiego. Super sick. Love that. Oh, I need to watch it. Last night, my mom was like, I think I want to watch that, but I wish it was the game show. And I'm like, I know, mom. The game show still exists. You can still watch it. No, Y'all I mean, gonna she that. just wants a new game. She just wants a new game show. Oh, a modernized one. Yeah, I don't know why, but my mom really likes Carmen Sandiego, the game show. She's like, Valid. she's like 63. She has good taste. <laughs> it's a good show. It was fun. I liked it, too. Okay, so you need to pick a favorite contact here. I vote for Ruder because the dice gods have demanded it. I also like Ruder. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm fine with Ruder. I couldn't choose, so thank you for deciding for me, friends. <laughs> I don't want to bully you over. I feel bad. 
No, all I care is that it's not, is that I can't decide because I love all the puns too much. That's all valid. Og. <laughs> Og. And, and so. <laughs> His cyber body is literally just, I, I, I imagine a pogo stick. <laughs> I mean, his cyber body might just be a tow truck. That's like Mater. So good. Og might be Mater. <laughs> well, let's let the cat out of the bag. We got Larry the Cave Guy as their second. <laughs> Ain't no one as good at towing things as me, Og the Cable Guy. Oh boy, that one's for oh. you, Chase. Okay. And my my nephews would immediately start listening to this show if we had him. Okay. So, Reuter, uh, it should be R-E-U there. I must have misspelled R-E-U-T-E-R. Inclusive Info Broker. So, Reuter is on friendly terms with the uh, criminal faction and a particular corruption under the criminal umbrella. So, you get a plus one to one of the criminal factions that we set up and is on bad terms with the military umbrella faction because this may come as a shock, but in general, Militaries aren't the biggest fans of a free press. What? I know, I know. You mean there's... I know it's a surprise. Where's the Sun Multistellar News Network? I wasn't ready for that truth bomb. <laughs> there's definitely an official military news channel. Oh, and probably boy. an official corporate news channel, too. Super 1984 up in here. The Daily Sun. Yep. The Daily Sun. <laughs> the Daily Sun. I'm not it's gotta kidding. be like the Daily Revolution. Point. Or something like that. That is the name of my newspaper. They would not use the term revolution. <laughs> no, they sure wouldn't. Their okay. morning news is the rising sun and the evening news is the setting sun. Friends, my mm. actual newspaper is the Daily Sun. That's such a cool newspaper name. It is, but they're really bad at publishing like actual world events. It's always like, guess what? People live a it's really, really long... hot. <laughs> no. It's the sun. <laughs> No, it's more along the lines of, hey, guess what? Only in the villages. It's like, okay. up. We don't care. Is there anything? Sorry. That's I'm fine. really salty about it. <laughs> about the Daily Sun. I am really salty uh, about the Daily Sun. So, anything else about your characters you'd like to talk about or you feel is important at this point? I'm weird, yeah. We're, we're all weird. Augustus is like the nicest person here. on the station. They just want what's best for you. Augustus is like definitely an Elon Musk type, but pretends to be a Bill Gates type. I did ask when you were pitching me that character. I yeah. asked you in the in the Discord, "Are you just playing Elon Musk?" <laughs> My answer is still maybe. <laughs> it's literally uh, just. Uh, let's make it legally distinct. It's Melon Husk. <laughs> melon Husk. Mm. Melon Husk. Uh, one thing I want to open up about for CD is I figured out what the C stands for. Yeah. Karen. Citrine. Okay. Uh... Sorry, I missed that. Karen. Karen? Like, like C-H-I-R-O-N? Or... Yeah, no. C-H... C-H-A-R-O-N. Yeah. Okay. But that more one. pronounced Karen. Like, right. I gotcha. Like the actual female name. <laughs> I get it. It's a double entendre. Uh, it's oh. almost triple because carry on, but you know. Hmm. We've got deep lore on these names already. Yeah. So basically, I'm just going to be making a lot of Mean Girls Karen jokes. That is the deepest lore. No, no one knows what <laughs> CD's name is. You, oh. you guys don't know. <laughs> I mean, you might find out. I'll do it in my Nobody head. Knows. Listeners, yeah. you do not know. No, listeners. Yeah, well, listen, forget you heard that. Listeners, you can what? know what CD's first name is. Spoilers. Karen Danvers. <laughs> Carol Channing. Michael, okay. that's two C's. Not the CD. <laughs> I'm real good at reverse repelling out of this conversation. Bye. See you later. Oh, he even did the standing worm on his way up. That's a 10 out of 10. That's well done. Uh, okay, Velvet. What is a foe or obstacle you'd like to face over the course of Specters of a Broken Sun? De definitely the military. I don't, I don't like those narcs. There is like... Any particular part of the military. Whatever, whatever Sorry, the core part you is, when you said whatever the part that's like, you can't make giant marble columns. We need them for tanks. <laughs> so the logistics branch of the military? You're literally just fighting over how <laughs> nice your bathroom is going to be. You're the worst. <laughs> I Listen. 
I, I guess whatever the head is, because I figure if, if I chop off the head, the rest fall in line. Okay, the rest fall in line like marble columns. Yes. So the military command structure. 100% not how militaries work, my beautiful listeners, just so you know. <laughs> Take this all with a grain of brown sugar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is an amazing thing. Can you put that on Twitter? 100 points to House Augustus. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's militaries do tend to have, uh, you know, safeguards in place against that type of uh, strike. But maybe Augustus doesn't know how militaries work. You just keep playing stupid oligarchs. <laughs> Why is that a type? We all have our types. We have oligarchs, uh, people that want to help but and heal, but seem somewhat ineffective by their own personality flaws and then big boys okay you know what compromise <laughs> compromise instead of marble columns they can be held up by giant mechs sure <laughs> much cheaper big boys uh what's an ally you'd like to work with during this season i mean i've got chris farley down that's my constant um i like my cold my cold friends bring them in okay what is an item you would like to see I would like to be able to restore my favorite gauntlet to its rightful glory. Okay. Gauntlet mystery revealed. What's a plot twist you'd like to occur at some point? I can't promise it'll be in there, just if we can. A plot twist? Hmm. I'm not sure. Okay. We can come back to that. Okay. Name me an organization in the world. A corporate criminal or civilian faction, basically. Sorry, a corporate, crim corporate criminal or military group that we're going to put on the faction list. So it can be a company... Uh, a criminal group, uh, a military body, or like a squad. I'm thinking um, the ones that have like all the numbers. They're not necessarily elite. It's just like entirely too many people. The ones led by General Griefer, mm -hmm. with whom I have mad beef, who are like, man, no Gundams holding up the towns. We need those for barracks, man. Okay. So again, okay, the General Griefer's quartermaster. Uh, just all of General Griefer's dudes. Okay. I'm shook. Maybe like. I'm shook with how fucking. Just how darn self-centered Augustus is. <laughs> this is a very petty dispute. I was a petty officer. The original petty officer. <laughs> you put the petty in that rank. And they all talk like 40s gangsters. Mm. Yeah, yeah Shane. Oh. So I put General Griefer's, uh, General Griefer's staff slash cronies in there. Do they have a name? Like, does General Griefer's inner circle have uh, a nickname they go by? If you don't have it yet, we can come back. Just something to think about. It's called the Narcs, and they were coincidentally the 40th company. The General Grievances. <laughs> yes, the General Grievances. Yes! <laughs> Thank you, Mike. That was okay. like a dab crossed with a bow. That's my style. <laughs> don't, don't wear it out. Yeah, we call it the, uh, we call it the Dow Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that is a proper form when you reverse your bow. That, that's the flourish Augustus, afterwards. Uh, tell me about any non-player character in the world outside of your existing contacts. That's not an existing contact? Yeah. Uh, there's a, a detective near us, uh, you know, named uh, Nick. I haven't come up with the last name, but he sounds suspiciously close to Nicolas Cage. Okay. Detective Nick. And is this the detective that, like, is trying to track you down, or are they a corrupt detective? No, no, they're cool, but they're a people detective, so they, they don't care about what, like... You know, the big folk are fighting over. They're looking out for the little guy. So, like, missing people, missing pets. Okay. Detective Nick Offer. Pound. What was that? The, the pound. You know, like, the pound. Hashtag. Where you find cages. Nick Offerman. And, okay. Who is a villain in the world? Other than General Griefer, who's one of the bad people that exist? I'm, I'm struggling with a name, but one of, like, you know, one of the big wigs. Actually, all the big wigs are pretty bad. Um. Major pain, perhaps? Yes, Is major pain. Corporate, uh, corporate or military? Probably like the head of the military faction. Okay. And the, the head of the military faction is named Major. I just want to make sure I'm clear on the implications here. Their parents named them Major. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. are, um, you're a bad, Major bad from man. a long line of majors. Funnily yeah. enough, he's a colonel. General Major Pain. A-I-N-E, I assume, or A-Y-N-E? A-Y-N-E. Can't okay. be two on the nose. Of course. 
And what is a location of great wonder in the world, either the real world or the simulation, a place that Augustus finds wonderful? The gardens that I so generously donated to the city that have pink fountains. Okay. Are these uh, real gardens in like the central core area or are they virtual gardens somewhere? Uh, The last part cut out. Are they are these gardens in the real world, like in the central core area where they have such things or are they virtual gardens? No, they're real. Okay. Such opulence. We'll say those are in the core somewhere and they have pick fountains. The the nice. the, uh, the center of it is a statue of Atlas holding up the world with Augustus sitting on top of the planet that Atlas is holding. Is it a very tiny Augustus or is it large enough for everyone to see? It's large enough to see, but it's not like super tiny. Okay. So Augustus is like as big as like North America, say, or... Maybe Australia. Okay. Hmm. Australia-sized. Good. <laughs> doing the princess wave speakers <laughs> <laughs> it's animatronic and it's claimed by satan yeah keekers what's a foe or obstacle you'd like to face uh i have a foe and an obstacle but i don't know like yeah well gov i'd like gov themselves i'd like us to meet gov because they're in the sun aren't they that's what we've been told yeah um and an obstacle i'd like to face is a maze for Hopefully full of the bodies and storage. It is going to be a five-episode arc getting out of that maze. God help us. <laughs> <laughs> What's an ally you'd like to work with? I had an idea of another AI, but I guess that's kind of already okay. built in with Terry. It can be yet another AI. Okay. I mean, they're out there. Would this be an original Sun AI or some type of surviving station AI? Ooh. I want to station AI because I had written someone from below or another AI. Okay. Two and one would be fun. What's an item you'd like to see? I wrote the earth and mummies. Okay. <laughs> Mike's look. It's just like, what? <laughs> I, I can't hide how I feel. <laughs> what is a plot twist? Do you have one down? I do. I'm not saying it right now. I will message you. Okay. And name me an organization in the world, corporate, criminal, or military. I was going to say it was more civilian, but that's it doesn't matter. It might be... Oh, I can't say that. Tell me what it is, and then we'll figure out where to put it. Um, I've called it Phoenix. They believe in creating clones from the bodies for everyone to inhabit to get a second, an actual second life and start a new colony for them separate from the one in the station and live a new life down below. <laughs> this sounds like a corporate entity. Okay. They would need to have immense some resources. <laughs> yeah. Resources. Yeah, but it's like they want, basically they're like, oh, it's getting really tiring. I'd like to like, go down there or get people to go down there and then it's like they'll live down there they get a body they get to die but they continue their lives you know and basically um, that sounds like why augustus would be working with cd yeah <laughs> is this an organization that cd likes or are they just there cd is neutral about them they like the idea of people stopping this like non-secular like everyone from the station doing it like no one being in the sun anymore and going down and being like well we're gonna start a new thing and no longer subjugate these people but on the other hand they're afraid that if you know it w- could go south hmm. there's also the whole colonial aspect oh, yeah, that, yeah 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 uh, we can engage with so i've written down phoenix a startup hoping to use human remains to create clone bodies for everyone and start a colony on the station yes Okay. Who is a non-player character in the world, other than your contacts? Smargle Fargle. Okay. Now, who are they? That. Um. So yeah, I had originally put one of my contacts, and now I'm trying a name that I used for one of my contacts, and I'm trying to think of a new use for Smargle Fargle. What they do? Okay. Smargle Fargle is an engineer and taught uh uh CD how to become a robot doctor. Okay. So how to repair robot bodies? Yeah. Who's a bad person in this world? A villain. Ooh, ooh, this is a good one. Her name is... Oh, wait, no, I can't do Mike. Dang it. I was going to say Mike as in microphone. Yes, you can. 
<laughs> we can say Mick. Okay. And what's bad about them? What are they? Who are they? They, uh, Mick is a male or, well, I don't know if they are anymore. They used to be. And they were the middle ranking officer on the station. I think they, or he, got higher up after some time, like worked his way up a bit. Okay. And he's been pretty in support of stuff. Of what the station's doing? Yeah, to a certain degree. I think he's okay. pretty ignorant of some of the stuff too, but or willfully ignorant. So what is the location of Great Wonder in this world? Um, in the virtual world, it's the spawn point that everyone spawns into. I think that there's like Minecraft-esque, like people build stuff, have built great wonders there. Okay. I, I, I don't know how CD feels about it. She's kind of neutral about it. And then for CD personally, it's her... I don't want to say it's it's not technically like a cemetery, but it's where CD spends a lot of time where they have all of the people they've been able to inter in like this mausoleum-esque okay. area. And this is where they do their weird activity. All right. So there's like a mausoleum type thing. Is it, sorry, is that real world or virtual? That's real. Okay. So a place where dead bodies are kept. Well, it's the bodies that are like disposed of okay so the body disposal place and various types of disposal take place there i assume yeah cd kind of has started disposing in creative ways but you know okay mike what is a foe or obstacle you'd like to face uh just one second sorry slip slip a foe or obstacle you'd like to face undead i mean that's all of the rich people they are technically all zombies yep and i'm gonna punch them aren't aren't we zombies Yep, you're all Nope, I'm a high I'm a higher form of being. Thank you. Okay, just undead in general, a specific undead, hordes of undead. Um hordes of undead. I want something to go wrong and there to be an undead horde. Is that also the plot twist? No. That you want or is you have a different That one? is distinct. Okay. What's an ally you'd like to work with? Alien cyber commandos? Sure. What is an item you'd like to see? Punitive consciousness cages? Ooh, gross. Yep, they're the worst. Okay. And what's a plot twist you'd like to occur? Earth knows about the sun. Interesting. I like that. All right. What's an organization in the world? Corporate, criminal, or military? Corporate. Uh, Olympian interior design. Okay. What are they? They're the ones who made my marble columns. <laughs> they, um, they handle all of the, the beautified parts of like real space. And then... A lot of their programmers are responsible for the nice parts, uh, the nicer parts of the uh, the sun itself, uh, the simulation. The simulation. Okay, Olympian interior design. Is their CEO named Jen Trefire? Yes. Um, <laughs> I am astounded that you and I thought of the same joke because I wanted That's to say so that. Uh, you beat me to it. Well done. Who's a non-player character in the world? The junk dealer Yorgus Zoop, who may or may not be an alien. Okay. Uh, who's a villain in the world? Lieutenant Commander Eric Rogers. E-R-I-C or K? Uh, K, because it's more evil. Okay. Uh, what's interesting about Eric? They were part of bridge staff on the space station, but now they're the public face of um, the secret police, so to speak. Ah. The space Nazi. Uh, poster, poster child. Yep. The poster golden, person. The, the golden poster person. Obviously, uh, a blonde white man. Right. Is it he, him, or are they, them, or she, he, her, or... They still have a body, according to the, you wow. know, the news. Ooh. In a different world, they were the quarterback for the city Caucasians. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, the team captain, 200 years running. <laughs> uh, location of great wonder in the world. There's rumors about a, uh, a massive data library that is open to the public, so to speak. But uh, yeah, there's, like, a bunch of like black box recordings from the original station and the sun itself that are hidden there. I see. And I want them real bad. Okay. Just going to put in here CEO Jennifer Trefire. Good. Is there anything else you feel like we need to cover here? See any other factions you want to add? Any other characters you want to hear about for anyone? For anyone? I want to hear a little bit more about MP. Uh, you might. We know MP though. Okay. What else? I guess what the current uh, like power structure of the the station is. Okay, I think um, the 
nominally the power structure of the station is headed up by a committee uh, made up of equal parts military and corporate leaders. Yeah, equal parts, air quotes, military and corporate leaders uh, who are like the tops. It's like probably General Major Payne is a member of that. Maybe Jennifer Trefire is on the is on that council and and others. The most powerful corporate and military leaders make up this ruling council. What else have we got? You might say the worst generation. <laughs> hmm. Is it possible that these body that a lot of the bodies are being spaced or like the non-usable ones? Possible. That might be something that your characters would need to explore if it were of interest to them. I think that's something that CD would already know. Okay. I'm going to say no then. Bodies are not being spaced. But something is happening to a lot of the bodies that CD has not been able to find out okay. yet. So the ones that uh, they don't get their hands on, a lot of them just disappear. And uh, CD doesn't know where. CD is really upset about that. How large is the military? I mean, I guess in terms of them, you know, keeping order in the station. Let's see. So there would definitely be military police who would be acting as police. It's like that situation, you know, when the police become the military, then the people become the enemy. That's in full effect here on the station uh, because there is no, like, civilian policing force for there to be a nominal separation between the two. It's just soldiers are the cops or uh, there's private security forces as well. It's like a combination of military, uh, military police and then private police. And depending on where you are in the station, uh, you'll be served, air quotes, by one or the other. Uh, and of course, there would be conflicts over jurisdiction between those two factions. But the this is a this is a war machine, probably one of the largest ever made, full of people trained to fight and subdue enemies who have no external enemies to fight or subdue. So the military is the largest force on the station. Like they have more concentrated power than anyone else because they've got all not all they've got the majority of the weapons and the majority of the people because the majority of the people are military and military families. And then after that, it's corporate and corporate families. And then after that, contractors. And after that, stowaways and so on. Yeah. I don't know if CD qualifies as military or not because they were a field medic for the military. Yeah, a field medic would be a military position. Okay. But they've since technically retired from that job because there is no field to medic on. Yeah, so the military probably still considers you part of their whole deal. Okay. CD probably has a rank, whether they go by it or use it or not. Yeah, they don't. And nominally, nominally a commanding officer, a chain of command that you're expected to report into and all that because you were military, so they consider that you are always military. I think that it's like a case of kind of coming in and appearing as that person when called to, but the rest of the time CD is CD. Right. So like when CD's commanding officer or whatever call them in, do they go in or? I mean, I don't think you can refuse to go in. You can, it's just you'd get in trouble. Yeah. So I think that either, you know, Karen goes in as Karen and not CD. Okay. Or, I got yeah. it. We can all like we can go more into that as the as the game unfolds. Yeah. Any other information or cool stuff or thoughts that you have before we close out here? Why was the secret police should be called the Solar Flares? Ooh, that's a good one. Is that their official name or is that what people call them? That is what people call them because they really hate having it happen. <laughs> My other, I had one more question, which was. Was this just uh, the orbital station? It was just kind of orbiting around Earth and it was like just kind of there in case they needed it or? Yeah, it was a big old weapons platform put together as a joint venture between Canada, the U.S. And I had this in my notes. I want to say Germany, but it might have been Canada, the U.S. and Russia, maybe Germany too. But like world superpowers collaborated to build this immense city-sized battle station in the sky, sort of as a military answer to the International Space Station. Mm -hmm. 
It's like the International Space Station if it were all guns and all military. A space force, if you will. Yeah. And I'm sure it would have come in useful if there were space hostiles that would have been able to fight, but there weren't. It was it was definitely 100% built in response to the station. Yeah. Being put up there. Ooh. You know, the idea of uh, a space race, as it were, a space military race. Yeah. Well, they've got this big, completely unarmed station up there. We must put one that's covered in weapons. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting because I can just imagine some of the people like came onto it and were like, oh, well, you know, this is a great chance to to work in space and do stuff. And oh, sure, I have to join this oh, yeah. military organization, but whatever, I'll be doing what I love. You know, like I imagine that's what yeah, it's, someone thought. And, it's got labs, research stations, uh, you know, anything you could imagine that would entice people up there like, a, you know, think tanks. All that stuff. There's uh, entrepreneur dorms, everything you can imagine on this on this station. And, and I'm a sure Silicon Valley. I'm sure it was toted as being like, oh yeah, they're yeah they're weapons, but I mean we're up there to help protect you know the Earth and this station out. Oh yeah, there's all these people out in the station. Oh, we'll help them maybe. Yeah, I mean yeah, just you know don't think too much about the fifty thousand cannons. <laughs> I think that would probably have been classified material. Like, you wouldn't know how many. It was just like, oh, yeah, we have some. Oh, it's a heavily armed battle station. Oh, uh, yeah, but... But it's also an opportunity to advance the human race. Exactly. So was the crossbow. Bring us into the future. <laughs> Can the think tank be an actual organization? Oh, yeah, no, I'll put I, it down. I hate them already, and I'm going to blow them up. There's probably at least one corporate think tank and one military think tank. Uh, so we'll have to figure out what those are. But we can do the rest of the faction generation. We'll figure it out over the next month before our next recording session. And uh, by the time we do Spectres of a Broken Sun Episode 1, we will have our three factions with all of their subdivisions in them and have figured out all of those other details. Yes. But for now, I think we are done with our Session Zero. Yay. Yay. So I want to uh, thank you all for coming out. and. Look forward to getting into our game of Scum and Villainy together. Can't Indeed. wait to see what you do to this world. Nothing good. Nope. <laughs> well, a little bit of good. Depends on your definition of good. Uh, yeah. Something violent. <laughs> so. Yeah, probably that. All right. Well, until the next time, then. All the best. All the best, folks. And, of course. Bye, Space Squid. Space Squid. Space Squid. Space Squid. Woo.